Hello, everyone, and happy post-Christmas. I hope uh, your week uh, is going well. If you're off uh, for several days, this is Rico, and this is Trex in Sci-Fi, a special middle-of-the-week, middle-of-the-holiday podcast. This would be episode 94. I'm recording this about uh, 1 in the afternoon on December 27th, 2006. I also have the webcam going, so if anyone wanders into the main webpage right now, you'll see that broadcasting live as I record this show. Got several little uh, miscellaneous things to talk about for this middle of the week, uh, middle of the holiday show, kind of get caught up on some things, and without any further ado, let's get started. Treks in Sci-Fi. Again, welcome to the podcast for uh, this uh, middle of our uh, holiday time here, at least for me and for many people in the United States and around the world. It's kind of the uh, this is kind of the lull time in between uh, Christmas and New Year's. People are kind of moving a little slow, maybe visiting the stores, returning gifts, maybe buying other things with uh, gift cards that they got, uh, that kind of thing. But I thought it'd be kind of fun uh, to do today kind of get caught up on some things, talk about Christmas a little bit for me, and uh, what's going on in the sci-fi and Star Trek worlds out there. Like I also mentioned, I I have my webcam going, and uh, the way I'm working this now, if you ever happen to go go to the main treksf.com or treksinsci-fi.com webpage, both those links will get you to the main page, you will uh, see in the upper left if... uh, your browser and everything supports it, uh, a program running called Stickam, and it shows my uh, my tired uh, holiday face right now as I record this uh, podcast for the middle of the week. I, I threw a quick post up in the forums also for the forum members to let them know about this, kind of just uh, impromptu. I didn't have this planned out, but I thought, hey, it'd be fun to do a middle of the week show, middle of the holidays show, and also run my uh, web camera at the same time, so got that going and uh, we'll see how the show uh, progresses. Well to uh, to start off with I, I have a couple of uh, audio uh, audio comments emails uh, with audio that I got from some uh, listeners that that didn't quite make it in for our last uh, Sunday's holiday show and just some general greetings uh, from the fans so I'm going to play one of them now. Uh, this was from uh, Richard, who's uh, from Australia, and he has some holiday greetings for all of us. So I'll play Richard's uh, audio message now. Good day to Rico and all the podcast listeners from Richard in Melbourne, Australia. I just wanted to wish everybody out there listening to the Tricks in Sci-Fi podcast, which I think is really great and I enjoy listening to every week, uh, a really great holiday season, Christmas if you celebrate that, and a wonderful New Year. And I look forward to many more great podcasts from Rico, especially looking forward to number 100 coming up in the next uh, month or two. So keep up the good work, and everyone have a great season, whether it's hot or cold where you are. Thank you. Well, thanks thanks very much for that message, Richard. 
from uh, Australia, down under. Uh, I really appreciate your message. Uh, the uh, yeah, I guess it must be warmer for you guys down there than it is in Michigan in the northern hemisphere for uh, people like me, at least. It's about uh, I think it's about 35 degrees Fahrenheit outside today. We haven't still really gotten any snow here where I live in Michigan, which uh, isn't so bad, uh, really. I mean, a lot of people like a white Christmas. I, since you've got to get out and about a lot of times to visit relatives and family at this time, it's it's kind of easier without. But uh, thanks very much for that message, Richard. And yeah, you mentioned the uh, in a few weeks I will be coming up on show 100, probably. I'm assuming that should show up probably in January, depending on how many middle of the week shows I do like this one. But, uh, yeah, show 100. I'm going to have to think about how to make uh, make that one a special one. So thanks for your message again, Richard. I appreciate it. Okay, our next audio comment. This is from uh, Sergeant Bradley Baker. He's in the military, and he has emailed the show before. I think I've talked about Bradley before. I believe he's also on the forums, although uh, I'm not positive. I'm trying to recall uh, just offhand if he's on there or not. But Bradley sent me a nice audio comment here. It's about a minute long, and I'm going to play it for you uh, now. Hello, Rico. This is Bradley, uh, from otherwise known as Sergeant Baker from the Gulf Coast. I just wanted to let you know I've been listening to your podcast uh, from the beginning, and I, as I've sent you before in an email, um, I was listening to your podcast uh, ever since after Hurricane Katrina rolled through, and we really didn't have anything but Internet on the uh, base I was on. Uh, you're doing a great job, and I was listening to the last podcast, and somebody said something about doing a comic book uh, commentary or one of your podcasts. I think that would be an awesome idea. In fact, I had an idea. Um, if you could do either one, uh, The Secret Wars from Marvel Comics or Crisis on Infinite Earths from uh, DC Comics, that would be great. Those were one of the massive – one of the beginnings of the massive um, multi-character – coming together series that comic books did and uh, i'd really love to hear your take on that but uh i've been listening through the whole time you've been on and uh keep it up and keep doing great i love your podcast hey bradley thank you that was a great uh some great comments there and i really uh also appreciate you listening to the podcast i know uh i think you've written me before yeah i know definitely i remember i think i read your email about the time when you were listening to the show during the Hurricane Katrina, which was really not uh, too long after I started the podcast uh, back in around September of 2005. So those were some of the early days of uh, the, of my podcast, which I think I've improved uh, quite a bit, I think, since then. And I know that it was, uh, for that for that time and for people in that area, the Internet and, and, and what people, the military did and other relief efforts uh, were greatly appreciated, I'm sure. And any little bit that I was able to do to help you guys, uh, you know, give you a little entertainment to listen to, uh, uh, that's really uh, great. I, I appreciate that. Uh, as far as your comments on the the idea of doing a comic, uh, comic book-oriented special podcast, I do have it on my list, and uh, I read your email that came along with the audio, and... Uh, it's definitely uh, something I'd love to do. I'm a really big comic book fan and reader. I've been reading since uh, the late days of high school and, and early college. I really got into it in early in in early college. In that, a good friend of mine was into comic books, and he actually uh, probably my, my my friend Rob, uh, who I went to high school with, 
got me really uh, into the comics to begin with. And I'll save some of this discussion for when I do that comic book show. But he was the one uh, who got me going, gave me a few X-Men books and some Spider-Man comics. And I, I really got the, – the bug really bit me hard when I, when I started reading. And I, I still read quite a few titles each month. Uh, to your specific question about the Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, DC uh, set of comics or the uh, Secret Wars for Marvel, the the Crisis is probably something I wouldn't ever cover. I, I've, I've always been more of a Marvel fan than a DC fan, and I've read bits of the Crisis on Infinite Earths. I read the sort of follow-up series they did for it uh, not that long ago that DC published, but, but it's always been a lot more complicated, at least to me, the DC Crisis series and, and Infinite Earths thing than the Marvel, what Marvel has ever done and Secret Wars and, and all that. Uh, although it's been a long time since I read Secret Wars. That came out quite a long time ago, and I'd probably have to go back and reread it to, uh, to get you know back familiar with that whole saga. I could kind of briefly talk about it, I guess, when I do my podcast. But what I was probably going to be doing when I do this uh, would probably be going over some of my all-time favorite comics in general, maybe some things people don't know about or haven't read, and then talk about some of the current things that I, I'm interested in and excited about in comics. So uh, that's probably my more of a general take on the, on the comic book uh, field than a specific uh, series of books. But again, Bradley, thanks for your comments, and I will definitely be doing a comic book podcast. But until then, uh, there are several good, really good comic book podcasts out there. One I listen to is called, I think I've mentioned before, Comicology. can be found at comicology.net by a guy named Neil Gorman. He uh, he does a great job. His, his show doesn't come out real regular because he's a pretty busy guy, but take a look. Uh, I highly recommend his show. He brings out... He's always mentioning books and comic book uh, series that I don't really read. He doesn't. He talks about some mainstream comics, but he also reads a lot of independent books. And a lot of those that he mentions, I picked up and have always really been uh, pleased with his choices. So uh, check out Comicology if you want a really interesting comic podcast. Okay, I've got uh, one more audio comment to play from a listener right now. This is from uh, a new gentleman on the forums. Uh, his, his name, I think, is Glenn Peters, I think, is, is, is or, uh, well, I'll let him say it. And his uh, audio comment actually just came to me moments before I started recording this midweek uh, show. So here's Glenn's message. Hi, Rico. This is Peter from Denby in North Wales sending you an audio file. Just to tell you that um, I first came across you looking for podcasts on Star Trek. I came upon Treks in Sci-Fi. I think they are absolutely superb. Uh, Very interesting. Very professional. Exactly the sort of stuff I want to hear. I've also found your forum, which I'm now subscribed to. And uh, I have... Uh, just recently posted on it a little bit about myself a happy new year to you Rico and please please keep up the great work happy new year to everybody in Treks in Sci-Fi bye for now well uh, Peter sorry I got your uh, I got your name reversed there Peter thank you very much for that audio comment uh, really appreciate it 
you know, we seem to uh, be attracting uh, the show uh, and the forums and everything, attracting quite a few uh, people from the United Kingdom, English and uh, other people from uh, that area of the world. Uh, I, it's always been a, a pretty strong sci-fi community that I know of. I actually have a somebody that I used to write letters, actually write letters, not email, uh, and we still email, and I visited her, Linda, in, uh, who lives in the U.K. We, My wife and I went to London several years ago, met up with her, and uh, there seemed to be yeah, a lot of fans of sci-fi Star Trek in the U.K., and just want to say hi to everyone out there. If you're listening in the U.K., uh, I appreciate uh, you downloading the show and listening, and uh, it's, you know, the... Uh, Great Britain, in general, has put out a lot of good sci-fi, too. Space 1999, uh, all the Jerry Anderson series. And one in particular that's been going recently that I, I'm really enjoying and excited about that just actually on Christmas Day started a new season. And that's the new, this is a nice segue here, that's a, the new uh, Doctor Who with David Tennant. This will be his second year as the Doctor. And... Through the magic, even though I live in the United States, through the magic of the Internet, and, uh, yeah, I'll say it, BitTorrent, because these people uh, still haven't gotten it together with uh, either iTunes or any other service here uh, or that's available worldwide to to allow these BBC shows, once they are aired, to be downloaded. At least I'd, I'd pay a buck or two or whatever per episode for watching these new episodes as they come out, but we have to wait almost a year before they show up here. And I know uh, the people in the U.K. have the same difficulty with our new uh, shows, Sci-Fi Heroes and and other shows like that. Uh, and these people really need to get on the stick and get on the ball about uh, getting these shows up and available worldwide at the same time, I guess is what I'm saying. Because, you know, people these days, they, they don't like to wait for things. And, uh, you know, I, I'm fairly patient, but one of my problems is is... I don't like spoilers. I don't like to know what's going to happen in a show or a movie before uh, I get a chance to see it. And I try pretty carefully on forums and things like that to not reveal things, or if I do, I warn people about it. And But I, my son and I watched uh, the, the latest. This would be the first episode just broadcast in, in the U.K. just a couple of days ago, uh, the, first se- or the first episode of this year's season of and into 2007 of the Doctor Who series. And... You know, this show, for uh, the U.S. viewers, I think is a little hard to get used to. It's got that sort of British sci-fi take on things, but I find it really great. And David Tennant as the Doctor is really good. I've got a very, very... This won't spoil anything really at all, I don't think. Uh, It's about a 20-second clip from the very beginning of this episode, and I just find it humorous. There's not really much dialogue here, but let's just say somebody shows up on the TARDIS, uh, a person, and unexpectedly and i just like the doctor's reaction you'll hear his voice in this and then it fades into the theme song uh, for the show so listen to this short little clip from the very latest uh, doctor who episode uh here it is what who are you where am i what what the hell is this place what Yeah, isn't that uh, isn't that great? I, I you know I don't know who everyone who is listening to uh, this show to Treks and Sci-Fi. I know we talk a lot about Star Trek and some 
U.S. Uh, based shows, Galactica, Heroes, and that. But this Doctor Who show that started up again a couple of years ago, first with Christopher Eccleston as the Doctor, and then last season with David Tennant taking over, and this next season now, I guess you could call it the third season of the sort of modern era or new version of Doctor Who, is uh, is a lot of fun. I really liked it, and I watched uh, this entire episode, uh, which, again, if you're interested, it's called, I think the name of the episode is called The Runaway Bride. And if you are a bit torrent person out there, search for Doctor Who or or the, I don't know if you want to search for The Runaway Bride, but you'll find it. Doctor Who, I think it's listed Doctor Who 2007. If you want to get this episode before uh, they take their good old time to broadcast it here in the United States. And I personally don't see anything wrong with doing that kind of a thing. I'm not taking any money away from anyone. And I'll eventually, of course, I'll buy the DVDs when they come out. So there you go. Uh, the new season has started uh, in on the BBC in the UK of Doctor Who. And from this first episode, all I'm going to say is it looks really good. This This episode was really well done. I really enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. Okay, on another uh, take or a tangent, uh, uh, we'll get off the uh, off on Doctor Who now and off onto uh, movies a little bit. Uh, I wanted to make a little bit of a case or a plea, you could call it, for uh, the movie uh, that's out in theaters now, Aragon. Now, uh, there's a lot of people out there I know that are not enjoying the movie, people that even read the book, like myself, that maybe aren't too happy with what they did with the movie. Lots of uh, mixed reviews. Some people like it, some don't like it. Some people think it's really bad. Some people just, uh, I don't know, it's its not its not getting the uh, as good a reviews, I guess, as, as I would have hoped for. And, I, I, you know, I enjoyed it. I think I've said before I saw it. I thought they did a pretty good job. Could it have been better? Sure, it could have been better. But it's no, by, it's, it's no way the, the worst film or anything like that of the year or the worst film that I've ever seen. But I, I just want to mention a few things. First, if you've seen the movie and you didn't really enjoy it that much, I hope it doesn't put you off on reading the book. There's a lot more depth in the book and a lot more interesting things go on in the book that, that really round, round it out and give you a lot of backstory there. So take a look and... Uh, and listen to, or sorry, listen, excuse me, to and read the book if you think you're at all interested in that kind of a story. I, I highly recommend it. Uh, and a, a second, if you've not seen the movie but are staying away just based on what everyone's been saying about it, I would urge you, if you enjoy fantasy movies like this uh, and dragons and, and that kind of stuff, uh, to take a look, you know, give it a chance. Go see a matinee, a little less price, or go see it at one of those second-run theaters that that charge a little less for the movie. Uh, and, and definitely maybe if you don't get to it in the theaters, check it out when it comes out on DVD. I think there are a lot of good things in it. I think the the overall the movie is pretty cool. Uh, they did a great job with Sephira the Dragon. Uh, they, they should have spent a lot more time on, on the characters and developing the relationship between Aragon uh, the Dragon Rider and Sephira the Dragon. But uh, I, I guess all I'm saying is give it a chance. Try to, try to go make up your own mind about the movie. And I, I think you'll enjoy it because I, I think they definitely could do a better job with the next movie. The next book I've read called Eldest, there's a lot more in that book, a lot more depth to it. And I think it would make a great movie. And I'm, I'm a little disappointed that this movie probably isn't maybe going to do well enough to justify a sequel. But you never know these days in Hollywood. So uh, so there's my there's Rico's case for Aragon. Uh, give it a shot or at least read the book and 
I think you might enjoy it uh, more than you might think. Okay, uh, staying on the movie front uh, a little bit, uh, this just uh, there was a new trailer uh, that premiered just a few days ago for the next Fantastic Four movie, The Rise of the Silver Surfer, which is due out next summer, uh, mid-June, I think June 15th or so, uh, next year, 2007, which will be about two years since the first Fantastic Four movie came out. And I, I just want to say that the, the trailer that's on the internet, you can go to comingsoon.net or just go to apple.com and trailers and find it there. It, this movie, or the, the effects and this trailer, looks looks pretty cool. Uh, I've uh, always been a reader and enjoyed the comic book Fantastic Four. Uh, I thought the first movie, it was pretty good. It had some humorous moments. They, they did an okay job with it. Again, it could have been better, but I, I still enjoyed it. Uh, actually, my wife, uh, I don't know, I think I might have mentioned this before, but it's one of the uh, rare superhero movies that she kind of enjoyed. I don't know. I think she just liked the, the humor in it more. It's not quite as serious as like the X-Men movies or the Batman movies and that. So just a message out there for, for the people listening, perhaps maybe uh, if you're girlfriend or wife isn't into this kind of stuff perhaps uh let her check out the fantastic four movie she might enjoy it uh as uh because it's a little less serious and it doesn't really get into that that darkness that sometimes the batman or x-men movies do but anyway this new uh trailer for the next fantastic four movie uh looks pretty cool and i also have a very small little audio snippet from the beginning of the trailer again nothing really no real spoilers, I don't think, here. And it's just to, just to give you a quick little taste of the flavor of what's going on. Uh, there's a little scene at the beginning of the trailer, and the Silver Surfer, excuse me, the Silver Surfer shows up kind of unexpectedly. They actually don't know who he is or what he is at first. But here, well, here's the clip, and then I'll be right back. Johnny, I just bought this tux. Yeah, so pretty cool stuff. Uh, Johnny Storm, Human Torch, they're taking off after the surfer, and it's very cool. I, I definitely suggest if you're interested in the Fantastic Four and the next movie, check out the trailer for it. Uh, it's online. I think it's also showing with that new movie, uh, Night at the Museum. I think it's in uh, at the beginning of that film. You see this. You get to see this trailer on the big screen. So go check it out. Uh, it looks pretty good, and I think this. Uh, I think this film they're going to do a little bit more seriously, and it's got all the main cast back, so I'm looking forward to that next summer. Okay, uh, I've th- this is uh, I had decided that this is going to be sort of a uh, a grab bag show uh, with different topics, sci-fi, trailers, TV, a little bit. Uh, I also have uh, got an email here that I'd like to uh, read because this is another one of those emails for me at least that helps me continue to the podcast week after week and. and Let's me know kind of that I, I'm i at least, uh, you know, helping some people kind of uh, get their sci-fi fix, maybe get through their day or their drive, whatever. But, uh, well, let me read the email. This is from somebody named Rick. Uh, just came in to me uh, uh, early this morning. This is, uh, hi, Rico. I got my iPod in October for my 41st birthday, and that day I went searching for a Star Trek podcast. You have the best podcast on Trek stuff. I have become a fan of your weekly information. I really enjoy it when you play episodes through while commenting them. 
It is like having a director's commentary on every type of Star Trek show. Very cool. Anyway, I really look forward to listening to your show every week. I take you on my walk with me. I have lost 83 pounds since June, and you have helped me do that since October. Uh, He says since my uh, Christmas, uh, he's got some Christmas website up with his wife and how they celebrated their 20th anniversary in Las Vegas at the Experience. It was awesome. Uh, Bless you, man. Keep up the cool podcast. Rick from uh, Washington, the state of Washington. I just want to say, Rick, uh, if you're listening, uh, thanks for your email, man. That's uh, that's great. Uh, good job with the uh, the walking and, and the losing the weight. It's uh, you know anything these days. I, I, I even myself don't get the exercise that I'd like to be able to do. I, I'm pretty active uh, in general. I'm pretty active at work, but I don't really have as much time. I'm naturally kind of a tall, thin guy anyway, so that kind of works in my favor. But uh, it's nothing like going for a nice walk or a jog or something that uh, I'd really like to have some time more to do that. But again, thanks for your email, Rick. I appreciate it. Okay, just uh, a few more things to cover. On uh, It looks like there, each each few days, uh, and if you check, there's a link at the treksf.com website for Star Trek news, which brings up the recent headlines from uh, a site called Trek Today, which has a lot of good Star Trek information. Uh, they've got uh, some new stuff on the movie. Looks like they're they're slowly uh, adding to the behind the scenes, you know, the production crew on that. So I'm sure in 2007, once the year gets going, we're going to learn a lot more about the movie. There's also this. There's still this talk about a doing a new Star Trek animated series. Probably, maybe, or I should say, probably, maybe, maybe for just releasing this on the internet perhaps which would be kind of interesting uh, i'm not sure if they've decided yet i don't think uh, i've heard anything definite about this one way or the other whether it's going to be web-based whether it'll go to television also uh, both or whether they're going to do it at all it's still up in the air i think a little bit uh, i did also hear that william shatner he did this new game show called uh, show me the money uh, and I think, I don't know, maybe one or two of these broadcasts, and it's already been canned. So uh, it looks like William Shatner, not everything he touches turns to gold. So uh, and, and I did hear, I think, from my brother about the, the first episode of that, said it was pretty corny, and William Shatner is dancing around with some girls giving away money, and just kind of it wasn't, it wasn't all that good. Uh, maybe as a one-time almost a laugh a little bit, but... Uh, I, you got to hand it to William Shatner. The guy's like 75 or something like that years old, but he keeps on going just like uh, just like the Energizer Bunny, I guess. And he's, uh, you know, if, if I'm 75 and still able to do all that kind of things he does, uh, I'll be very happy. So so that's uh, not, not a lot. You know, it's the holidays, and, and there isn't usually really big breaking news at this time. Most of these people that, that, that create the news that are, uh, you know, the people in Hollywood, uh, TV, movie people that we kind of follow for the podcast and I follow, uh, you know, they're all off taking their holidays as well. So I did get one uh, other voicemail, though. Uh, it's sort of Star Trek related to uh, a recent podcast that I did. It actually came in while I was recording the podcast uh, just a few moments ago. So I think this is from another gentleman named Rick. Uh, we've got a lot of Ricks or Ricos or whatever ro- rolling around in the Treks in Sci-Fi Universe. So here's Rick Rick's message about, uh, I believe this is about women in Starfleet, related to a recent uh, comment I made on the show. So listen to his commentary, and I'll be right back. Hey, Rico, Rico, this is Rick. How are you? 
um, listening to your podcast, and I wanted just to, to make a, a comment when you were discussing about women in Starfleet. Um, actually, it wasn't uh, Voyager that broke that line. Actually, Next Generation broke that uh, the gender barrier with, uh, I believe her name was Captain Barrett on the yesterday's Enterprise episode where the Enterprise C came through the rift and Enterprise C was captained by a female. So I uh, just wanted to bring that to your attention that uh, I think TNG uh, solved that problem prior to uh, the advent of Voyager. And as always, enjoying the podcast. I love the animated series, so I enjoyed that particular episode as well. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for your uh, comments, uh, Rick. I appreciate that about uh, women in Starfleet, and and it was uh, yeah, it was Rachel Rachel Garrett, I think, was the captain of the Enterprise C that they showed in yesterday's Enterprise. But uh, the the point I was trying to make, at least when I talked about it, wasn't uh, that uh, Star Trek Voyager was the first time that you saw a woman in command of a of a ship in Starfleet, actually in uh, Star Trek, uh, Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home, that motion picture, which came out uh, in in late in like 1986, about a year before the Next Generation even started, you see a, a black woman in command of a starship. She's in that ship at the beginning that uh, first encounters the the whale probe or whatever that's coming to Earth. So there's um, yeah, there's definitely been women in in command of starships prior to uh, Janeway on Voyager. All I was all I was really trying to say when I mentioned Voyager was that that was probably the really the big one that kind of broke the mold a bit. I mean, they put a woman, they put Janeway in command of uh, of Voyager of the whole new TV series for the whole seven seasons it was on and all that. I mean, they had women that were showing up in command positions in Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, the movies before Voyager, definitely. So I agree with you there. There was no question about that. But I think it was Janeway and Voyager that really kind of uh, nailed it in terms of, you know, you had a woman there week after week that was in command of a Starfleet vessel, in command of the Voyager crew. And that that was a, uh, a good thing to do, I feel. And it was definitely long overdue to have a woman in, in command of a uh, Starfleet vessel week after week like that. But thanks again, and I appreciate it. And I'm uh, going to take a short break here and come back and wrap up the podcast with uh, a look at a collectible that I got for Christmas. This show is part of the Out of This World Entertainment on the Sci-Fi Podcast Network, tsfpn.com. Okay, I'm back. This uh, the, What I want to talk about for the collectible uh, side of things, uh, given it's the Christmas season, is I wanted to, to talk about the uh, uh, Christmas uh, Star Trek uh, Hallmark holiday ornaments that they usually come out with each year for the past many, oh, many years. I've actually got a whole box of Star Trek and Star Wars ornaments that I put on a small little tree each year uh, because these ornaments, they got to be so many of them, they sort of started to dominate the regular Christmas tree. So my wife kind of kindly said, hey, how about a small little tree for your, uh, down in the basement with the rest of my collection of uh, Star Trek, Star Wars, and other sci-fi items, uh, a small little Christmas tree to put all these ornaments on. 
And I said, oh, sure, that'd be a good idea. I've actually got a picture of that tree with some of the ornaments in the collection gallery off the main website, which you can take a look at. Well, this year I got from, uh, actually from uh, Lynn's mom, from my mother-in-law, I got the latest uh, Star Trek Hallmark ornament, which is the very cool original series uh, Enterprise. Now, they did, Hallmark did an Enterprise ornament uh, of the original ship way, way back, uh, and that is a very sought-after collectible. They didn't make a lot, not as many as they made of the future ornaments, and it's a lot more rare. So it'll go for, I don't know, a couple hundred on eBay these days. That's actually out of all the Star Trek ornaments that they've done. I think it's the only one that I really don't have. Uh, I may have missed uh, a couple of the smaller ones from year to year. I usually get the the main one that they, they usually release one main one each year. Uh, that does light up and plays music and things like that. But this latest one that they did this year of the original Enterprise is very cool. It comes on a little base. Uh, Let me go through what it looks like. It's in two pieces. They've got the ship on a little black base. And when you push the button, I've got it actually here in my hand that I just put batteries in it. When you push the button on the base, it plays the Star Trek theme. How cool is that? I don't know if you guys are picking that up very well. Isn't that the coolest thing? I think that's uh, that's just totally awesome. The uh, engines light up. Uh, there's a bridge light. Uh, let's see, there's a, a, a light underneath the dome. And it's it's pretty darn cool, I have to say. And I really like it. Uh, the only thing I would have wished, I guess it can come off the stand. There's a little hook on it that you can hang it on your tree. But then you lose all the electronic effects of it. It doesn't plug into, that I can see, there's no way to plug it into a uh, another strand of lights at all. And, you know, I think that's mainly because this actually, the base takes three AA batteries to do the lights and the sound. I'm going to just play it again because I just can't. Can't stand it. It's so cool. Um, but it's a, it, they did a great job on the ship itself. It looks really good. The Enterprise that they uh, did for this one is a lot better than that first ornament that they put out. Uh, the way it looks, the way it lights up, uh, it's it's a really good job. And actually, I'm going to take a look, I think, quickly at Hallmark.com or maybe some Hallmark stores and see if I could pick up one more. You know, one to kind of keep on its base in a, in a display case all year long. And it may be one for just hanging on the tree. It's a little too bad that it doesn't you can't hang it on the tree and have it light up at the same time. But you know, even though that whole music and the light effects, I think needs a little more juice than a strand of uh, your usual twinkle lights can put out. So that's probably mainly why they that happened. But a very cool thing. Uh, if you're a Star Trek fan, if you like these uh, Hallmark Star Trek ornaments, do not pass this one up. Take a look at your Hallmark stores. Take a look online, like I said, and see if you can snag one of these because it's a very cool item, and you'll regret it in a few years if you don't pick it up this year. Well, you know what, folks? I think that's just going to be a, just about do it for this middle of the week, middle of the holidays uh, podcast, kind of a grab bag show again. Talked about a lot of different things, some nice audio uh, comments from some listeners, and uh, that's about it. I just want to say, uh, again, happy holidays, happy new year coming up here for everyone. Be safe out there. And a couple last-minute last reminders first. 
there is the contest still going. I asked last week on the on the podcast for you to email me in uh, what movie, TV show, whatever of sci-fi uh, in that genre you're looking forward to in 2007. This was to win the Cadet Wesley Crusher action figure that I'm staring at right now. Uh, if you'd like to uh, participate in that contest, uh, send in an email with that information to treksf at gmail.com. Put contest in the subject line. That would be great. And I will select one this on this weekend's coming show for the winner of that action figure. We also are doing a Skype call this Friday. That will be December 29th at about 2 p.m. Eastern time. I think we've got several members from the forums that are going to participate in that sci-fi chat call this uh, coming Friday. So I think that's about it. This is going to do it for the middle show, middle week show, number 94, I think it was. And this is Rico signing off until this weekend. I will talk to you then. Most likely the Sunday show this coming weekend will be a a edited broadcast, slightly edited. I don't usually edit those Skype calls very much, but it'll probably be the Skype call that I'm going to record with folks on Friday uh, put together for the podcast this weekend with a couple of quick little comments by myself. But that's probably what will be up for this weekend's show. On uh, It'll be up on uh, New Year's Eve. Until then, talk to everyone later. Take care. Bye-bye. This has been a Rick Dosti production. This podcast, copyright 2006, all rights reserved.